Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello, and welcome to Lining the Points, a road of his podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. My co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Yeah, going pretty good. Uh, it's been a hectic day for me. I've had a lot of NBA stuff to take care of. We're recording two podcasts. I was on the DraftKings show earlier, and I've had to do all of this while preparing for Vegas, where I will be headed tomorrow. So, uh, you know, this is definitely a fun time of year for me. I love having, you know, uh, NBA and NFL sort of going at the same time. But, you know, I, on the other hand, I haven't, haven't even had time to eat yet today, and we're recording this at 8 p.m. So uh, I'm excited to get a little vacation, in other words. But uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Like, this is a great time of year, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, what you are experiencing is the grind. That's where you've gotten where you are. So, uh, Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You know, keep grinding. And listen, the Vegas trip, I mean, that's what this show, this show and our listeners will be living through you vicariously uh, in Vegas, doing all the things that degenerates do. Um, well, not all of them. i want to put it out there i'm going with my father all right this is going to be a clean trip just a lot of gambling (laughs) uh very fair but i mean listen gamble it up i advise you to stay away from blackjack you said you are going basically to play blackjack so we'll see we'll see how that goes (laughs) yeah i've got i've got three weaknesses i've got sports betting i've got poker and i've got blackjack like all those other games don't really interest me but if it's a game where I can at least like feign some sort of edge by playing it well, uh, I'm a sucker. So like those games have have me pretty much pegged to dead to rights. Well, I just hope that we get the texts. I hope we get the text that you got like consecutive blackjacks and you you know pressed it and all that stuff. So hopefully everything goes well. Uh, quick reminder before we get into the meat of the podcast, you can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and our ten shows per week on Patreon. Uh, for just $5, you'll gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, our weekly Sunday morning show, answering all of your fantasy questions. Uh, so you get that. Uh, you kind of support the network. I mean, we give you 40 free podcasts every month. So if you pay the $5, think of it as getting 40 podcasts uh, plus the four shows. So 44 shows a month for just $5. I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, so support us. Help us to support you and uh, help us to keep providing good content. Uh, speaking of exclusives, as a little podcast listener, you can get 30% off a Rotoviz NFL pass through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, you know, you guys know the spiel by now, right? Winning and all that. Uh, very important. Uh, if you are a serious fantasy player, which you've listened to this podcast or any of the Rotoviz podcasts, you probably are. So uh, get that 30% off discount. Put yourself in position to win your league uh, and do that again through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Let's talk week 10, though, Matt. I mean, we got we got to grease your gears here before you get into Vegas. Grease uh, I'll be texting you, obviously, asking what all the crazy props are, like we were talking about before the show, because I don't want action. Um, but let's talk game lines here, obviously. Uh, Thursday night football game, 
which you will be in Vegas for, right? Well, what, what time are you touching down? Do you know? Oh, our flight leaves at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. So I will be in Vegas noonish local time at the latest. So, yeah, it's we're going to have a a lot of time to get settled and and get ready for this Thursday night contest. Love it. Uh, So we got Panthers at Steelers. Uh, Steelers are minus three and a half uh, at home. The total is at 52. What do you think of the matchup? I mean, you know what I'm going to say here, right, Anthony? Like I've been saying it all season. Yeah, you want the dog on the road, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want the Thursday road dog. Uh, No, I want the Thursday favorite. The Thursday favorites continue to crush. Uh, We talked about it last week that I didn't really think the C.J. Bethard injury mattered that much. I thought that, uh, you know, the downgrade to Nick Mullins was largely being overrated by the public. And uh, I guess I was right. I mean, I didn't see Nick Mullins having that kind of day for sure, but... The Raiders also just laid down and died. So uh, I I, want to just keep betting the favorites here. Uh, I think on the surface, if this game was being played on a a Sunday, I might like the the Panthers getting four points. But I just think traveling on the short week is going to benefit the Steelers here who, um, you know, have turned things around after a bit of a slow start to the season. They just had a really impressive win in Baltimore against a heated division rival. So I like the Steelers. Uh, Once again, the public is sleeping on the Thursday night favorite trend. The Panthers are going to be a public dog, but the sharp money appears to be coming in on the Steelers. So give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by the the love for the Panthers. I mean, maybe people are just looking at uh, their 6-2 overall record and the fact they scored 42 points last week. Uh, Steelers obviously with a a less sexy win, but I, you know, for me, that win is a lot more impressive, obviously, than beating Tampa at home. Uh, they did beat Baltimore two weeks ago as well at home. Uh, so they, you know, they've been playing good football. They're a good football team. Don't get me wrong. Like I think that Cam is playing his best. We talked about that last week. Um, but I just don't really buy Carolina, particularly on defense. I mean, I think that they can score uh, with the best of them, but uh, and the total is obviously where it should be, you know, over 50 points. Uh, but I think that ultimately Pittsburgh just has too many weapons. Everything is really kind of clicking for them on offense. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will not be in the game on Thursday. And I, I, quite frankly, I think that's a good thing. Keep the distractions away. Uh, give me all of the James Conner. Uh, you know, and I just think that uh, Antonio Brown, Juju, and the whole crew, like, uh, they can just get it done here against Carolina. I don't really see a reason, again, to go against uh, the, the highly profitable trend that you've mentioned on every show this year. Um as a public dog, especially. So I, I think uh, I think Steelers are a sharp bet. Let's move on to some Sunday daytime football. Lions at Bears. Chicago, six and a half point favorites at home. Total is set at 42. Matt, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, Detroit has not been uh, particularly impressive recently, but I still feel like this line is too high. Uh, we know that the Chicago defense is one of the best units in football, um, maybe the best unit on that side, depending on how you feel about teams like Baltimore and Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, but, when Cleo Mack plays, I'm sure that they are, like, much better, too. Yeah, but it just feels high for me. Like, um, the Lions' offense is not that bad of a unit. Like, they still have talent. They still have Matt Stafford. So I think they will be able to do enough to move the ball 
And I don't think that the Bears' offense is good enough that they should be favored by seven against the team that is competent on that end. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think that it's just a little too much to ask Mitch Trubisky. This isn't a situation like we saw last week against Buffalo or like we've seen in the past against Tampa Bay. Uh, This is a real team that they're facing, and I'm just not sure if this offense is ready to cover a seven-point spread. Yeah, I mean, I, we felt that way in the past against bad teams uh, and lost. Uh, but this is a spot where uh, I think that I think you're right. I mean, I think that Detroit is pretty good at, on defense. I think Darius Slay is enough, really, to take away a lot of what the Bears want to do. Uh, their pass rush has been improved. Ziggy Ansah is back. Uh, so I think that the Lions actually offer – they have a lot more to offer than I think uh, the public assumes here. Uh you know, six and a half points, at least at that home this time. Uh, they've been road favorites by a touchdown, and I think that's just egregious. But, uh, you know, six and a half points at home, uh, line opened at seven. The Bears have been a really public team here. Uh, so the line trending uh, in the wrong way, if you're a Bears supporter. I think that, uh, you know, maybe this even gets to six as the week goes on. And I definitely like Detroit uh, at that number for all the reasons that I mentioned and for the fact that uh, – yeah, I, I'm just a huge fan. Like, I think when all else fails, right, go with the better quarterback. And I think that is very clearly Matt Stafford. So I will, uh, I'll take the lines here. All right. My Google sheet is, there it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Saints at Bengals. Saints favored by five and a half points on the road, coming off a really impressive home victory against the Rams. Total is at 54. Uh, this is a pretty interesting game this week, Matt. I mean, we have no A.J. Green for the Bengals. Uh, Saints not in the Dome. Uh, so what do you think of this spot? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how the Saints have become like almost undervalued on the road because there's this narrative that they're a superior home team. But that has not really been the case for the last two or three seasons. Um, and you're seeing a ton of public and sharp money alike coming in on the Saints. Uh, the spread has op- uh, gotten to six in certain places, despite opening up at four and a half. Uh, I want to side with the Saints here. The one thing can- that concerns me is that the sports books were absolutely bludgeoned last week by the public. You know, I think the public went eleven and zero against the sports book prior to Tennessee covering on Monday night. So it feels like this would be a dangerous week to be on a public team. So. That's my big concern, but I do think that the Saints are the correct side here. Uh, and if you do like them, I would get them now because it seems like this number is just going to continue to rise. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately this is probably a stay away for me in terms of the line. Like, I, I'm not really positive. I love the Saints at the new number. I mean, I think at four where it opened, I would have really liked that. Uh, but five and a half, I, I just think it's probably too much for me. Um the A.J. Green injury is significant, but it is worth mentioning that Tyler Boyd has been fantastic this year. Uh, the Saints really aren't going to have an answer for him. Um, and I, I actually imagine that this game will be lower scoring. So I think that if I'm going to take a side here, it's going to be on the under in this game. Uh, I am typically an overs guy. You know that. So under is pretty hard for me to take. But I really think that this is a spot where uh, New Orleans – is living on the ground. Uh, Cincinnati has really struggled against running backs this year, really struggled uh, on defense against the run. And, and I think on the road, 
uh, is where we'll see Sean Payton kind of dial up the run game more than at home where like the, you know, breeze is feeding off the crowd and they're in the dome and all that stuff. Like, I, I think that's like, to me, the dome narrative has a lot more to do with scoring uh, than it has to do with like the Saints being a good or bad team. So I, I kind of like the under here. Uh, I'm not really sure I see uh, oodles of points in this matchup. Falcons at Browns. We've got a 50.5 point total here. Atlanta coming off a big win against Washington, favored by four and a half on the road. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Um, I think the Falcons are probably a little bit overvalued right now coming off of that win against Washington. Uh, You know, we both really like the Redskins in that game, and the Falcons pretty much throttled them from the jump. Uh, and, And Washington is that type of team that once they get down early, they don't really have the firepower to keep up. So the question is, is is this game versus the Browns going to go the same way? And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I like the Browns side here. I mean, I've basically been on the Browns all year, so that shouldn't be overly surprising. But uh, I think that the Browns might be getting just a couple too many points. Uh, I thought they played better last week with Hugh Jackson now gone. I mean, asking them to contend with the Kansas City Chiefs is a really, really tough thing to do. This should be a more accurate test, I think, of how this team is going to play moving forward. And uh, I'm willing to give them another chance here. Uh, The Falcons have not impressed me for the majority of the season. Just because they did it, you know, one week on the road against the Redskins doesn't mean I'm ready to fire them up. Uh, As a four and a half point favorite on the road here in Cleveland, you know, this line is saying that if this game was being played in Atlanta, that they'd be favored by more than 10 against Cleveland. And I just don't know that I agree with that. So I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, The more I think about it, the more I actually am talking myself into this spread. I think that it's uh, a decent spot for a team coming off of a, a tough game against the Chiefs against an overvalued team. Yeah, I think all your points are well taken. Uh, I will mention, of course, that Cleveland has let us down here uh, Too many, many, many weeks. Yeah, too many weeks. I mean, they're still 5-4 and four against the spread. Like, I, I can't even believe that they have a winning record against the spread because I feel like every time they're in a really nut spot, they just blow it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, what can you do, right? They, they need uh, the gale force wins in week one to, to cover on a tie. Like, I don't even know how to do this team. But, uh, I, again, like, I just think that Browns games for me are stay away. Uh, maybe I'm missing out. Uh, maybe you're right, Matt. I mean, I think that the Browns are probably the correct side for, for all the reasons that you mentioned, but I just uh, I can't do it. And uh, maybe there are some scoring in this game. I could see maybe over if you're looking to take a, a side somewhere. But I think this is this is a game I am probably not betting uh, in any form or fashion. Patriots at Titans. Uh, New England is minus six and a half on the road. Uh, Titans, Titans coming off a you know somewhat impressive I would say Monday night victory against Dallas, forty six and a half point total. Uh, we have the Malcolm Butler revenge narrative. We have the Deion Lewis revenge narrative, uh, and then we have the Bill Belichick giving zero fucks narrative uh, about those players. So uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, you've also got the Mike Vrabel narrative, right? Oh um, sure, that's another interesting one. Uh, I, I mentioned that I'm going to be wary of public teams this week, but this is one exception that I'm willing to make. Uh, you know, the Titans, even though they won that game last week, I still think they're not very good. They have managed to keep a lot of games ugly this year, but the Patriots are just 
such a unique team from a Vegas perspective. And I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast this year, but they just cover in situations that other teams do not. You know, like last week was a prime example. They may not, maybe even they shouldn't have won that game against Green Bay, but they force a fumble, they run a trick play, and they end up winning by two touchdowns for a relatively easy cover for a for Patriots backers. So, uh, you know, I normally would not be looking to back a six and a half point favorite on the road, but because it's the Patriots, uh, I'm gonna do it. Like, if there is a team that you want to back in these spots, they are it, and I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hashtag every week, right? Like the Patriots are six and three this year against the spread. Uh, if you look at um, the games that they lost, I mean, uh, they didn't cover against the Chiefs. Uh, they would have covered it with the opening line against Kansas City, but they they lost because it was four. Or sorry, they would have pushed on the on the original line of three. Uh, put uh, lost on four. Uh, they lost, of course, to Detroit. And to Jacksonville, which are two games they lost outright. So, uh, I mean, I don't really see the Titans beating this team outright. I don't think that that's uh, a stretch to say. And like you said, like New England just finds ways to cover. They did it last week. I thought that the Bears game was another game where, like, the, again, they they probably could have lost, uh, but you know, kick return touchdown, defensive touchdown, they end up winning by seven. Like, I just think that the Patriots find ways to win games. They find ways to cover, and I I will just take them every week. Uh, give me the long-term ROI benefits over the uh, over-analysis losses. Yep, that's a Chad Millman saying, by the way. Uh, good quarterbacks win, great quarterbacks cover. And when it comes to the GOAT discussion, at least from a gambling perspective, there is no one better than Tom Brady. There we go. Uh, Jags at Colts, Indy favored by three points here. 46 and a half point total. Uh, what do you think, Matt? I'm going to kick this one to you first because I heard you talking about this on the DraftKings show. And uh, I know that you're a fan of Indianapolis, so I'm going to let you sell the folks. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of my favorite spots of the week. Uh, Indy has been exceptional. Uh, I would even be willing to say great uh, over the last month or so. Um, coming off a of bye as well as Jacksonville. Uh, but their offensive line really is the story here. First time we've been able to say that in a positive light probably in about five years. Um, but they are sixth right now in adjusted sack rate allowed, according to Football Outsiders. Andrew Luck has not been sacked uh, in three straight games. Uh, and if you even look four games ago against New England, he was only sacked one time. So uh, we're talking about uh, over a month of football, and Andrew Luck has been sacked once. Uh, so certainly that is putting them in a position to play their best offensive football. Uh, A.J. Bouye is out for Jacksonville. Dante Fowler is no longer on the team. They traded him to the Rams. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey has still been the stink. So I think that uh, T.Y. Hilton can take his lunch money. Uh, so, I mean, if you're talking about uh, just overall quality of matchup, I actually think that uh, the Colts are in uh, a really good spot this week. Uh, and if you want to talk uh, betting trends, which uh, certainly we'd like to do, uh, teams coming off of a bye uh, where they got like the full 14 days rest and are favored uh, 127, 86, and 7. That's 59.6%, uh, good for a 16.1% ROI. Uh, so I really like the Colts in this spot this week. I think I'm going the other way. Um, I think if we just uh, try not to overreact 
I shouldn't even say overreact. Like, we're reacting to what we've seen, right? But I just think that Jacksonville is the better team of the two. You know, like, they have the better defense. They're getting back Leonard Fournette. And I know we've talked in the past about how that doesn't affect them as, as much, but maybe maybe we're wrong about that. You know, like, maybe they need him even if it's just for, like, a mental thing. Uh, I know that's not the greatest, you know, hashtag analysis, but... I just think that the Jaguars are the superior team and I'm getting three points with them. If you look at the the, uh, the betting data so far, they're getting only 45% of the tickets, but 58% of the money. So that is some indication of sharp money coming in on the Jaguars. It is early in the week. That could change as, we, as things go along. But uh, I think that the Jaguars are my preferred side here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I certainly think that that's fair. Uh, you know, preseason, obviously, with the Jags, I think we're probably bigger favorites uh, in terms of win total, right, than, than Indy. So, yeah, we, we uh, like the sense. Jags as like an overbet, and I think they were at nine and a half wins or nine wins. So, yep. Yeah. So, uh, all fair for sure. Uh, let's go to Cardinals at Chiefs. Uh, the Chefs are 16 and a half point favorites at home, uh, 49 and a half point total. I mean, they've been killing teams. They covered last week against uh, your fighting Browns. Uh, so what do you think of this? Uh, how do you bet this game? I mean, like, I look at these spreads and I just can't, I can never pick a favorite in this spot. Like, I'll I'll take a 10-point favorite, but once we start talking two touchdowns plus, I just will never bet a favorite. Um, and I think if you look at the Cardinals, like, yes, they're a bad team, but they haven't had, like, a lot of LOL bad losses, you know, like, they keep games competitive for the most part. Uh, I thought the offense looked better after getting rid of their offensive coordinator and, and handing the show to Byron Lefwich. Um, you know, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, their two best players, were both much more involved in the game plan in their last contest. So it's scary to bet against the Chiefs, who, you know, don't even have to play their best game to score 30 plus. But I just think that the Cardinals offense should possibly be able to do enough to keep up. They would be the side that I'm looking at here. But again, like, I don't know how I, if you really bet it, considering that the Chiefs have just been so freaking good against the spread this year. They have been. Uh, so obviously I'm going to convince you or try to convince you that the correct side is uh, the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> I mean, first of all, like you mentioned, the number uh not really a ton to take away from like massive spreads but just dogs of 10 or more points uh, do have a positive ROI 261 228 and 11 since 2004 uh so uh, just in terms of like an overall trend cardinals look pretty decent here uh and then just like from a game level analysis uh, i think that there's a lot of red flags for the chiefs here i mean number 1 Sammy Watkins i mean easily the biggest Concern for me, uh, I really think that he make you know completes the offense. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes was a huge upgrade over Alex Smith, but I think having Sammy Watkins out there just makes it really impossible to cover uh, all the weapons that the Chiefs have. Uh, taking him off the field, I think it just completely changes the game. We saw him miss time against Denver, missed a lot of the game against Denver. Uh, they only scored 27 points in that game, uh, only one by three. So uh, if there is a precedent being set, I definitely think that that is it. Uh, Denver, not really uh, vastly superior offense. 
to Arizona, and Arizona arguably a better defense. I mean, they're allowing less net yards per pass attempt, less yards per play overall. So uh, definitely some cause for concern here, especially since the Chiefs uh, all year really have not defended running backs in the passing game very well. Arizona off a bye. I think that they're going to be able to scheme David Johnson uh, for success in the passing game. Really like what Byron Leftwich did last week, or sorry, two weeks ago. Uh, so, I mean, sure, like I, I'm sure the Chiefs will win, uh, but 16 and a half points uh, to me, just way too many. I think that if this line was like 13 and a half, uh, we could cover on two touchdowns. I would buy that. But uh, two touchdowns and a field goal, I just think uh, too much. Yeah. And one thing that I want to add in uh, that makes me like the Cardinals even more now is this is the classic look ahead spot. The Chiefs have a big showdown potential Super Bowl showdown with the Rams next week in Mexico City. Uh, I think that it's very easy to see them looking past the Cardinals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I like the cards at 16 and a half points. I mean, when I'm sitting in the sports book on Sunday, uh, I can already feel myself ripping up that ticket when they're down 31 nothing. But, uh, yeah, I, you know what? Like, the more I think about it, the more the cards have to be the correct side here. Welcome aboard, Matt. Uh, Bills at Jets. I, I mean, you're fighting Jets, Matt. Six and, six and a half point favorites at home. 36 and a half point total. I mean, this game projects to just be the absolute stink. Uh, but what do you think about the game from a betting perspective? When I saw this line open up at nine, I was all ready to load up on the Bills. Um but it's fallen to six and a half. And I think you could make a really legitimate argument that the Jets will be getting a quarterback upgrade this week with Josh McCown uh, playing instead of Sam Darnold. Uh, Darnold basically handed that game to the Dolphins last week. Not all of it was his fault. The offensive line was terrible. The center couldn't snap him the ball, basically. So I'm not putting it all on him. But He turned it over four times, led to 10 Dolphins points, and the Dolphins really did nothing on offense for the rest of the game. So with that in mind, I like the Jets, I think, uh, especially if we get Nathan Peterman for another week. If we get Nathan Peterman versus Josh McCown, give me the six and a half all day. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Nathan Peterman is the stone worst quarterback, uh, maybe in the history of football, not even just in football right now. Uh, in the history of football. So that tells you kind of just how bad he's been. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen really hasn't been that much better. 4.7 adjusted yards per attempt, two touchdowns, five picks. Uh, obviously a threat to run, and yep. that's that's the clear difference, I would say, between him and Peterman. Uh, but not even really sure that that's a good spot. I mean, no, no, no Bills quarterback is going to scare me this week. Uh, and I think you nailed it. I mean, I think McCown is better than Darnold right now. 7.4 yards per attempt last year, 2-1 to one touchdown interception ratio. Uh, I don't think he didn't start. I don't think he wasn't starting because he's got nothing left in the tank. I think he wasn't starting because the Jets are trying to, you know, rebuild the right way and let the young guy play, and I think that that's totally fine. Uh, but certainly we should take advantage of this from a betting perspective. Uh, I think that people are, are betting the Bills because they see that Darnold is out, uh, when in reality we're getting a quarterback upgrade. So uh, I actually really like the Jets this week. Uh, you know, I, I don't love to bet on bad teams, but uh, I will bet them against an even worse team. Uh, and I think uh, to cover a touchdown at this point, like you mentioned, uh, is good value. So the Jets are actually one of my uh, favorite picks of the week. 
Yeah, I mean, if Peterman plays, this spread is essentially Jets plus half a point because he directly gives the other team a touchdown every single time he takes the field. <laughs> so uh, when you look at it that way, I think that the Jets minus six and a half are a great bet. But yeah, I- I'm a little more nervous about the Josh Allen thing than you are. But I do agree that the the Darnold injury is really creating a lot of linebackers. Yeah, I mean, it, it Jets three and a half in, on a neutral site. I think that's uh, I think that's very fair. Uh, let's talk about my bookie because they are a presenting sponsor. They love us. We love them. Uh, we know that watching football is fun, but it's even more entertaining when you have action on the games. I mean, just check out the sports book, uh, that Matt will be in on, on, you know, on all weekend, right? Like, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be packed. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, you guys have heard me talk about this for weeks. Some of you are still on the sidelines, whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should absolutely be betting at my bookie. You're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot. Like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create. A big parlay. Shout out Adam Eisen. Uh, pick three teams to win. If you hit on all three, you can turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on. College basketball just started. We got football. We got NBA, NHL, custom props, and even esports. If you're into that, uh, you can bet anything you want really at my bookie. It's the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend them because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. Not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log into MyBookie right now and use promo code ROTOVIZ to get 50% deposit bonus. That's Rotoviz. And make sure you do it where you play, you win, and you get paid. That's mybookie.ag. Redskins at Bucks, uh, Tampa Bay, a three point home favorite here. 51.5 point total. We know the Redskins are down two of their starting guards. Uh, we know that the Bucks will continue to start uh, Super Saiyan Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the matchup? Man. I really, really want to bet the Redskins. Uh, I think that this is a classic, you know, like overreaction spot for one week. The line, advance line opened up as a pick 'em. Now it's Bucks minus three. Like that's three whole points of spread value. You're getting to a key number. So I would love to be able to bet the Redskins this week. I just don't think I can do it with the offensive line issues. Like the offensive line is just, Maybe the most important unit in football outside of the quarterback position. Uh, and if they're not going to be able to protect, it could be a problem. <laughs> it could be a big problem. So uh, the Bucks' offense is going to put up points. You know that. The only question is whether or not the Redskins can keep pace. And if their offensive line was healthy, I would say that they would definitely be able to do so. But if they're taking a bunch of sacks and Smith is under constant duress, it's a much more challenging proposition. Uh, I will still side with the Redskins here getting the three points. I just don't feel as comfortable as I would have if they were fully healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's fair. Uh, I like Tampa here more than you do. I mean, I think that this team has a little fight to them. Uh, We saw them obviously uh, win games with Fitzpatrick early in the year. Uh, And I think three points is a fair line. I mean, I think that losing, like you mentioned, the two offensive linemen is uh, very difficult. I think that Tampa has scored points with the best of them this year. Washington's defense is not really too imposing. Uh, and the Redskins have a ton of injuries on offense. I mean, uh, outside of just the offensive line, like Jordan Reed is 
Uh, huge surprise here. Jordan Reed is injured. Uh, James <laughs> Crowder may not play. Paul Richardson was just put on the IR. So, like, I just don't – I don't really see where the points are coming from for Washington. Like, uh, Tampa really has been decent against the run. Uh, it's been running backs in the passing game that have killed them. So, this is not really a game where I expect Adrian Peterson to uh, hashtag get it done. Uh, so, I'm not really sure where the points come from for Washington. We know where they come from for Tampa. So, as a result, uh, I will be taking the Bucks. Is Chris Thompson still not back? Uh, I believe that he is practicing, but you know he practiced a little bit last week and then didn't play, so uh, he is by no means a lock. Oh, actually, he set out. He set out practice today. For some reason, I thought he was limited. The one thing uh, with the Bucks is just that their defense is so horrendously bad, Anthony. Like, you know, the Panthers are far from an offensive juggernaut, and they had like 35 points on them in the first half last week. And I, I'm not comparing the Redskins to the Panthers, but like. I just think asking that unit to to stop the Redskins at all is going to be difficult. Uh, I don't mind being on the opposite side of you on this one. All right, that's fine. Um, I like the you know the best defense is a bad offense. You know, <laughs> um, Chargers at Raiders. Uh, one of uh, three straight ten pointers we'll be talking about here. Uh, Chargers favored by ten, of course, on the road. Fifty point total. Um, I mean, you mentioned the Raiders last week kind of just laying down, Matt. Uh, what do you think of this? Yeah, we were uh, we were spot on with that game. Let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Yeah, sure. Down and do that. Uh, I think that this is a, a really tough game to handicap. I like the Chargers. I've, I've come around on them. I still think that they are very poorly coached. Uh, I still think that the kicking game is an issue, obviously. But... Talent-wise, they're up there with the best units in football. Impressive win last week in Seattle against uh, a Seahawks team that's better than expected. If I'm betting this game, I have to take the Raiders. Like, just on principle, uh, teams that are embarrassed like that, I feel like, bounce back. And you know you're getting spread value with them. I've talked about the blow-off, the blowout loss trend basically all season. Those teams historically perform pretty well the following week. The only question is just that is has this team quit? You know, you know the coaching staff has quit. They're clearly coaching for the future at this point, but not everybody in that locker room has the luxury of a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. So those guys still have to perform, uh, or it's their you know futures are going to be impacted. So I will take the Raiders here, um, but I I don't feel good about it at all. One thing I want to mention is. Can you believe that this Raiders team was only getting three points against St. Louis on the first, or I'm sorry, against the Rams? I do that all the time. I still call them the St. Louis Rams. Uh, this team was only getting three points against the Rams the first week of the season. And they almost covered. I mean, they they were going to win for a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, they just obviously completely have shit the bed. I mean, they're, they're terrible, and they want to be bad. I mean, John Gruden is playing the long game. I can't blame him when he's got the job security. Um I just, I like nothing in this game. I mean, I, if I was going to bet something, maybe I'd take the over just because I, I know that the Chargers will score. And I think that uh, the Chargers defense is poor enough where the Raiders could score. But is I really, Joey Bosa ever coming back? Who knows? I mean, he's he's playing a long game too. Right? Like, I don't <laughs> he was going to come back, but I mean, listen, they, he's good. They're good anyway. They don't even really need him right now. So good for them. They need him for when they play the Chiefs in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, so let's just move on to the next game because I, I just I don't want to put money on the line where the Raiders are involved unless I'm betting their season under, which I already did, and I look forward to collecting. 
Uh, Dolphins at Packers, Pack favored by 10 at home, 47.5 point total. Dolphins, uh, I just don't know how they keep winning games, but they do. Uh, the Packers are also not very good, uh, but they do have Aaron Rodgers. So what do you think of this spot? Yeah, uh, I like the Packers here. This is just a must-win spot for them if they want to stay in playoff contention. And the Dolphins are not a good football team. Uh, I know that they beat the Jets pretty convincingly last week, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers throwing four interceptions. Um, He's been known to be basically the best quarterback in football in terms of touchdown to interception rate. I know that you think that's because he doesn't take enough chances, but... uh, I I know. I know that's why. I don't think that's why. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, The guy would have arguably two of the most impressive wins of the season if anyone on his team could hold on to the damn football, but... I digress. Uh, We know that Rodgers at home is historically a really good bet. He covers as a favorite at a really high clip. And uh, I just don't think that this Dolphins team is going to be able to stop him or keep up. So I will lay the 10 points here with Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers has twice as many throwaways this year than any other quarterback. So, So smart with the football. No, conservative. Too conservative. But, I mean, it doesn't matter here. I mean, the Dolphins are freaking terrible. Uh, you mean to tell me that if Green Bay was on the road, they'd only be favored by four? Like, I don't really buy that. Um, people maybe think that the Dolphins are decent. I mean, their record isn't terrible. Uh, they're coming yeah, off They have of a better a, a record win. than the Packers. So. Right. So, I, like, I, I think that there's definitely spread value here. Uh, Ten is a big number to lay, but uh, I really think that you can argue that it's not – big enough and uh i think that green bay is uh the preferred side here like i think aaron jones can get going in this game certainly think that obviously that uh aaron Rodgers can throw throw and have his way in this matchup as well so uh, i'll take the packers seahawks at rams rams favored by 10 at home against seattle narrowly escaped the game in seattle but now they go back home uh 10 point favorites 50.5 point total matt what do you think Yeah, I don't know what to do with this game at all. Uh, Division game. I want to take Russell Wilson getting the points, but we haven't really seen that Rams smackdown game in a while. Uh, And that could certainly be coming. Uh, Seattle has been a a nice story this season. They've been much better than people expected, but they are certainly not in the class of the Rams. And uh, the fact that they were able to keep that game competitive at home is not ultimately that surprising uh last uh game i think was the first time or one of the first times this season that wilson hasn't covered at home so uh they're a much different team on the road Uh, i will take the rams here but um i would not bet it i i think that the seahawks could cover this game for sure yeah i mean you don't you know that i don't love big numbers uh, but again, I just think that the Rams are way better. Um, I think that the Rams coming off of a loss, especially, are going to be out for blood here against a division rival in Seattle, a team that, uh, I mean, has been better than expected. I think that this is like, it's not a division race because the Rams are so good, but the Rams can definitely do their job here and try to knock Seattle out of the playoffs. So I think, uh, you know, taking them as a 10 point favorite here is, uh, one of the better 10 point favorite spots that I would take. Um, and if I was betting this, I'd take the Rams. Uh, it's not going to be in my five or anything like that, but uh, I do think this is a good spot. One thing interesting to note is that at least early in the week, the Sharps have pounded Seattle. 
Uh, this opened up at 11.5. It's down to 10 because 77% of the money has come in on Seattle. Now, this could be the old sharp rope-a-dope, which we've talked about in the past. Maybe they're trying to get this line to like 9.5 or something, and then they're going to come back in with the L.A. money. But uh, at least as things stand at the moment, they like the birds. Interesting. I and really the Sharks my... lose too. You know, like yeah, no, the you're Sharks right. took a beating last week. So <laughs> Two weeks in a row, though. Hmm. Cowboys at Eagles. Uh, these birds favored by seven at home. 43-point total. This is your Sunday night special, Matt. Nothing like NFC East football in prime time. Uh, what do you got? I'm going to take Dallas here. Uh, they looked awful last week uh, for like basically the last 45 minutes of that game, maybe 50 minutes of that game. But uh, I do think that the Amari Cooper thing is, a, is an encouraging sign for them. Uh, Philly, Philly hasn't been good for most of the year. They've been winning games, but they haven't been impressive in doing so. And I just think that I'm going to stick with my team of backing teams coming off of, you know, ugly performances that I think we're getting some spread value with. Well, I'm going to stick with the, uh, the trend of favorites coming off a bye. Uh, and I'm going to go with Philly. I mean, I think that if there was a team that needed a bye week, it was probably the Eagles, because uh, they do still have all the pieces to be a, a great team. Uh, maybe not defensively good enough to win another Super Bowl, but still, you know, much better than a team like Dallas, uh, especially since Sean Lee is not going to play in this game. We've talked uh, really all year about the impact that he has for them on defense. Uh, we're going to see Golden Tate in this game uh, playing out of the slot. I think that that's a huge upgrade over Nelson Aguilar and, and just, a, I don't know, whoever you think the Eagles receiver three is in the offense. Um and Darren Sproles back in this game. So I think a lot of things are going in the Eagles' favor. Uh, hey, don't sleep on Darren Sproles. No, that was uh, a legitimate. Oh, I love Darren Sproles. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just think that everything kind of points in Philly's direction. I, I, I'm not really positive Dallas is any good with Sean Lee's not playing. And uh, offensively, they've really been a mess, even with Cooper. So I'm going to take uh, the Eagles. The Eagles. All right, Matt. If there's anything better than NFC East football in prime time, it's Giants primetime football. <laughs> uh, I mean, just friggin' pull the plug, Goodell. I don't want to see any more Giants. I mean, I'm, I'm just glad we're in flex season because that means all the Sunday night games that they may have had are going to be gone. So, uh, But we do have them on Monday night football against the Niners coming off of the uh, – Giants coming off the full buy, Niners coming off the mini buy Thursday to Monday. Uh Niners favored by three at home, 44-point total. Nick Mullins, round two. Uh, when are we seeing Kyle Lauletta? No one knows. Uh, so what do you think of the matchup? I like the Giants here, Anthony. Uh, you know, I know that the Niners had a good week last week uh, against a Raiders team that, you know, didn't really even bother showing up. But this Giants team, even though they have not been good in terms of wins and losses, they have at least tried in most of their games you know well that's good uh, <laughs> that's more than you could say about what Nick Mullins saw against Oakland last week and I think that you know the the Giants team in terms of just pure talent is better than the 49ers so I think getting three points with them uh is a nice value actually like if this game was played last week and we didn't see Nick Mullins throw you know three touchdowns and and, ha and have a respectable game I think that this line is probably pick them. So I like the idea of getting three points with New York. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if we hadn't seen Nick Mullins in an island game, 
uh, play really well, what do you think the line would be? So, yeah, I agree. I would say pick them or maybe even Giants favored uh, going up against, you know, a literal practice squad talent at quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, the Giants are the right side. Like, I, I'm a positive you're right. I'm positive that, that I am going to regret not taking them. I just uh, am not going to take them because I, <laughs> I don't bet. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to bet the Giants. Like, Nick I just, Mullins is the first quarterback in, in league history to go into the regular season after only playing in the preseason and saying, like, oh, this is a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, like the guy was Nathan Peterman in the, in, in, uh, the preseason, and then he sees the Raiders, and he's like, oh, this is better. Yeah, like I like these guys more than those third stringers I was facing during the preseason. So, oh. yeah, I think buying against that guy is probably a good idea. Yeah, you're probably right. They'll end up in my picks somewhere, probably, just not tonight. All right, Matt, let's get to the picks. The book at my bookie picks of the week. Uh, we both went one and four last week. You know, bad week for the Sharps, right? So, obviously, bad week for us. Yeah, if you're uh, a if you're a contrarian better, and I like to think that I'm a contrarian better, and I know you're a contrarian better, like it's not surprising if you lost last week because the public cleaned up. So I do think contrarian betting is a winning strategy in the long run. You gotta just take these L's when they come up. It happens. Yep. If the so, public uh, never won, they would never gamble. Very well said. Uh, so with that said, who you got? I'm gonna go full disclosure mode here and say that these are sub subject to change. Uh, they won't change for our, our record keeping purposes, Anthony, but uh, I'm really planning on doing the majority of my research when I'm on the plane tomorrow. Uh, you know, I got a long six hour flight ahead of me, so I'm really going to dig into this a little bit further, but the five sides that are standing out to me right now are Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Uh, I'm going to continue to ride the Thursday train I'm going to go with the Cardinals plus 16 and a half. There we go. I'm going to take the Patriots minus six and a half. I'm going to take the Giants plus three. And I'm going to take the Packers minus 10. All right. Good stuff. Uh, I'm obviously with you on the Cardinals. Uh, I'm also going to take the Jets minus six and a half. Uh, Colts minus three. Eagles minus seven. And I'm going to snag the under on the New Orleans game, uh, total set at 54. So I think that's a, I think it's a good number. So th- those are my five. I like that we only have one game in common this week. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll pick up some ground. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's like last week, n- not having the same picks as me is a good thing. But this is the week I clean up. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll, maybe I'll send some picks from Vegas. I'll send some picks of my tickets. Put them on Twitter, uh, and you know, hopefully uh, everybody can sweat along with me, and we'll have a fun week. Yeah, you're gonna get the uh, twelve team parlay on there just to, <laughs> just for the Twitter fame, the hashtag screenshot life. Uh, no, I probably will not be doing that. Uh, I've t- I've tried my hand at some seven teamers. Normally, they're in weeks where I feel like I have a pretty good read. Uh, I think the closest I've come this year is five and two in a in a seven team parlay. So, yeah, twelve is way off the table. <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe I'll sprinkle in like a five teamer or something if if uh something catches my eye and like you said i'm excited for the props i'm ready to see some prop bets while i'm there and uh i want to bet you know aaron Rodgers yards versus uh you know kyrie irving points plus 270 or something like that oh yeah yeah like it'll be fun love it matt well have a great trip uh that's gonna do it for this edition of laying the points brought to you by my bookie Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. 
and get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code ROTOVIZ. For Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.